0: to do let's get into the show hey guys welcome to this week's podcast episode for the financial freedom podcast i'm really excited about today's guests we're going to talk all about real estate multifamily syndication state of the economy interest rates and I, with that i'm happy to bring on jim lee and he's based out of California and he's a real estate investor and syndicator. So um, he background the UCLA and then he's uh, got a sales rep for Loopnet co-star and now he's in real estate. So I'm very happy to welcome to the show. Uh, Jim, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, yeah uh, you know tell people about you know how you got started and um, you know we'll dive right into it. Sure.
1: Well, just like you explained, uh, I graduated from UCLA back in 2010 with an economics degree. As many of you listeners know, that's right after the 2008 subprime mortgage crash, followed by the 2010 European debt crisis. So it was it was a bit of a challenge uh, to find my first job, but I was lucky fortunate enough to um, get a job working at LoopNet CoStar. And so, for those that don't know what LoopNet is, it's basically Zillow for commercial real estate. So um, I worked as an inside sales. So I did all I did was uh, make phone calls, talk to real estate investors, property managers, lenders, uh, and so forth uh, on a daily basis. So I learned I kind of learned the importance of having multiple stream of income. Just just you know talking to people in the industry doing it, um, and then. Afterwards, uh, not too long after that, I started acquiring real estate for additional passive income. And eventually, I built a sustainable real estate portfolio that I managed to break away from my W-2 job and started a career in real estate syndication.
0: I know this idea, which is really interesting, is you break away from your W-2 job. And most people think W-2 job is the most stable and secure. So tell people this myth and, um, you know, how it's not, um, you know, it's like this, really this mainstream narrative um, and more and more people are, trying, are waking up to it, but this idea of firing your job.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was raised uh, with a strict Asian culture background. So, <laughs> yeah, so you understand. <laughs> so, like in, in your family, it's either you, you got to be a doctor or a lawyer, just like he is, Dr. Lu. <laughs> so, that's what my dad and my, my mom wanted me to be. And they uh, continue to insist that I get higher education, even after I graduated from UCLA. But, um, ever since I graduated from high school, I wanted to start working. I wanted to get some experience. I wanted to get, make some money. Um, I went to college just to please my parents really. And so I was raised that way to think that I need education in order to be able to make money in order to be able to qualify for a job. So, um, that was a mindset I had. And so after I graduated, after I started working on my own, that's when I kind of have that mindset shift that no you don't need education to work as long as you have work experience that my intuition has been right since the beginning but i just wasn't putting myself out there uh, i should have and that was the, one of the mistakes i made was um not working while i was in school right cuz that's 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 very important to get some experience under your belt you know huh. um to kind of you know face the world a little bit you know and so <clears throat> i think that's that's what helped me is that after getting my first job and working as a W2 employee, I realized that, um, you know, I've wanted to be, I've always wanted to be entrepreneur and I wanted to get some work experience under my belt and then eventually transition to become entrepreneur because my dad is an entrepreneur as well. So I looked up, you know, up, I look up to him, you know, so, so that it was an, it was an, it was easy for me. But for those that I would say to answer your questions, for those that are, you know, trying to break off the chain, I would say, you know, just explore what, just explore what, you know, what, what's going to drive you, what, what, what you're passionate about doing, because at the end of the day, y- you don't want to just wake up for a paycheck, live paycheck to paycheck. You want to wake up doing something that you love and something that you don't, it doesn't make you feel like you're working but you can continue on no matter how tough and how much challenge you face. And that's why I got into syndication. Cause I believe in the power of real estate syndication.
0: Oh, so very, you know, so well-spoken. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, we could talk over, you know, dinner over, a, you know, just like the Asian mindset. And it's so weird because, you know, my parents were also entrepreneurs and then they wanted us to become doctors, which doesn't really make any sense. Cause you know, you have ultimate, <laughs> but, um, so one one thing is talking about these multifamily syndication and kind of describe this process of, um, you know, what it is. You know, for a lot of the audience out there, you know, there's single family, there's landlord, there's agents. You know, tell us more. Sure.
1: So for those that don't know what syndication is, um, my definition is just a partnership between investors who pull their resources into a single investment. Uh, this allows you to invest in multi million dollar deals like multifamily properties, which is the asset class I'm in, or any commercial buildings, right? Um, syndication elimin- eliminates much of the risk while sharing the upside. The property generates an income, then it will be split amongst all the investors. So it's a win win situation. Um, for me, I got into it because um, I. I started out with single family resident. I bought a two-bedroom, two, two one-bathroom condo, 600 square feet in Ontario, California. Um, I did everything from A to Z. I was very actively involved. Um, I did the maintenance, collect the rent, run the background check, anything, you name it. I, I did it, tenant, toilet, trash, deal with all of it <laughs> and I, after after doing it i realized it's not i, I i'm not i don't want to be that actively involved i wanted to be more passive so i started to delegate tasks i started to automate things i started to create a list of vendors i could go to and i was i, I was thinking at this point wait a second like if I can do it for one condo, I can definitely scale this in, into like 100 plus unit apartment building. Because I've been hearing from podcasts, people are tell, it's telling me that it's, a, it's the same amount of work, managing one condo versus 100 plus units. And plus, it's a lot easier to scale. Um, and, you know, that opened my, my eyes where, you know, syndication makes sense because um, I have a lot of friends and family that ask me, hey, how do you do it? How do, how do you how do you get into real estate investing? I, want, I also want to add more passive income so I was, I was just trying to figure out a way how how i can serve serve both world not only myself but to to the people around me
0: yeah i love that i love this idea of scalability and you know like i got my financial freedom through real estate going through the trenches same to you like you know clean the tenants toilets trash you know all of that just understand it so you then after that you outsource you know you have contractors you know cleaning eh, all of that um and so this idea of multi multi-family especially a lot of people are interested in this it's like this idea of you know syndications and then also apartments in this current economic climate which um you know how are the different asset classes performing you know i've, I've heard um storage and industrial is doing well um kind of give us this uh macroeconomic landscape
1: Absolutely. So just to piggyback of what you just said, yes, storage and uh, um, industrial is doing really well in this recession because uh, storage, like you like you talk, well, like, you know, what storage expert would tell you is that it's recession resistant because there's always going to be people that need to downsize in recession, right? Uh, people moving from class a to class b class b to class c or so forth you know um so people need a a space to storage stuff and not only that you got also people moving migration divorces and so forth so there's a need there's a demand for it and plus on top of that um you're not competing against as much institution money as multifamily. You know you don't you're not competing against the, the black rocks you know um the, this majority of the storage units are still owned by mom and pops so there's a lot of opportunities out there right industrial it, what i've I, i'm not too too familiar with industrial but Um, based on what i got gathered from you know going to mastermind groups industrial is stable because it cash flows from day one you just have to find an anchor tenant and put them in there and they're going to be leasing it for 20 30 plus years and it starts to cash flow from day one and industrial is one of those that's um, going to be around for long because now nowadays everything is going online every everybody's buying things online right we're going we're moving towards the digital world when you know the lockdown that happened that kind of speed things up too right so um industrial space is is is, it's heavily demanded by these e-commerce business mainly amazon but there's all these other e-commerce you know business out there as well besides amazon so um there's a huge demand and uh yeah, so I think those are two uh, hot ticket items that you mentioned. You know, in terms of economic, what I'm seeing in the multifamily space is that a lot of people are under the water right now, right? Um, there's a lot of like, uh, we, uh, my business partner and I just picked up the deal in downtown Dallas, uh, 200 unit apartment building. We bought, we acquired this building for 500,000 less then it was sold last time back in 2019 before the real estate price went crazy. And the reason why we're able to pick it up for so cheap is because the seller is under the water. He he ex- he's on the last year of ex- his extension on bridge loan. Which for those that don't know, that's interest only, and it's either you got to uh, you know uh, refi or yeah, basically get a new loan on uh, at the high interest rate or sell it. it otherwise, he's. Going to be a negative cash flow, right? So he had to sell the building. Um, you know, so there's a lot of deals that's coming, that's that's beginning to come. Uh, for the past year, it's really difficult for any of the multifamily syndicator to pencil out deals, but deals are coming out, and this is I would say this is probably the best time to invest, even though most people still want to sit on cash. Because we're in a recession we're going towards we're we're hitting the bottom but everybody is trying to catch the dip but no one knows when when that dip comes right so you just gotta cause of average it i guess just invest when it's still going down that's you'll still make money either way
0: yeah it's interesting a lot of the investors i'm talking to that basically say that make sure main main thing in this environment is the debt servicing the debt you get good terms and then uh make sure the numbers work out and then uh but you like i said you you never know it's but and then you know especially with work from home you know commercial real estate it's potentially a dangerous area oh yeah this is really fascinating this active versus passive investor and how you uh, take your skills as a problem uh, solver talk about um this idea of a savers mentality and and how to change that mindset and use leverage to one's advantage
1: absolutely so like i mentioned earlier um yes uh, earlier uh, i was born and raised in taiwan with savers mentality (laughs) in asian culture we've been taught if you can't pay for something in cash you can't afford it (laughs) yeah (laughs) in our mind debt is slavery and cash is freedom right yeah um so I've 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 lived with this idea for the longest time until I acquired my first condo. After I acquired my first condo, I realized there's so much I don't know about real estate. So I, I picked up the purple bible, rich that poor dad, <laughs> like everybody else, <laughs> and I learned that you know debt is the ultimate tool to use to amplify our uh, return on investment. Um, so I think it's to sh- to 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 answer your question to shift that mindset it takes a bit of education, right? You have to get educated and, and nowadays there's no there's no reason for you not to get educated because there's so resources everywhere you can listen to podcasts you can go on youtube you can read books you you can join mastermind groups you can you know attend a networking event so there's so many different ways that, of getting resources nowadays that um it's how badly you want it that's that's the that's what you got to ask yourself uh,
0: it's really int- and it's really interesting because the way our system is set up is basically if you're a debtor you're a winner and if you're a savior, you're a loser because basically they're debasing the currency inflating it away cuz you know and that's the only way to get out of this you know this massive debt that the united states is in and then so basically you want to be in in debt with good debt um not for consumption but for you know assets and investments so if you know it's this it's like a huge mind shift once you kind of understand you know, you're actually losing um and then you're actually you think about how much it costs to save a million dollars versus like borrow a million dollars you know for an asset uh, it's like just mind changing once you you know there's uh this whole idea of like financial freedom and people think it's like throwing these lab you know lavish lifestyle but you actually talk about um how you're giving people giving back to the community being generous, you know, where does this quality come from?
1: Um, I think this all came from the way how my parents raised me, uh, my culture, because I'm Taiwanese. And, you know, if you've ever visit Taiwan, uh, we're very hospitable people. And it's all about our, our mindset is more about giving, than you know, ever give, 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 because that's, <laughs> that's that's, 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 how I was raised. And, and, and it's, it's, it's worked out wonderfully in my life because I notice that every time I give something good happens. Like if you, if, if you do good in the world, right, you're going to also attract good to you. And that's, that's, that's a big thing i'm a big believer in that because that's happened to me over and over and over again so i kind of preach that to my friends and family to do the same thing yeah. um and i'm also trying to you know recruit as many givers as possible because at the end of the day um i want to be able to form um you know a, a crew where you know just a lot of people just giving and 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 and, and you know we're all here because we all share the same value and that value is having an abundance mindset so that we can all help each other grow and and succeed in, in every way possible. Yeah.
0: yeah, I love that. And it's, you know, it's talking about karma, um, dharma, uh, my mom's Taiwanese as well. Um, and, um, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, money is basically a social construct. It's, it's financial energy, you know, your ability to exchange value. You know one for one but um you know the more you put out the more you give the you know it's almost like a hundred x um in different ways and you also talk about investing in yourself um as an entrepreneur and how much it has paid off over the years so kind of teach people you know the process of investing in yourself you know paying for courses or you know networking and all of that
1: absolutely so um as an investor my mindset is pretty similar to like everyone else, all the other investors, right? Um, all I can think about is how can I require more units? How can I increase my passive income? How can I increase my cash flow? And so forth, so forth. Um, I changed that mindset about two years ago when I during okay, so I got I was a realtor before I became a syndicator. So I did that for two years, trying to make a career out of it, but it wasn't a good fit. So during lockdown, I started to study syndication because Uh, one of my investors introduced me to a show called the radio show called real estate podcast, real estate radio show run by uh, Robert Holmes and Russell Gray. Um, Two guys uh, from Texas boomers based syndicating for 30 plus years. As soon as we opened back up, I went out to network with them. And that was really getting comfortable being uncomfortable because I'm I'm a big introvert. All I like to do is stay home and do my thing. And so uh, to go out to network it's 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 something that it, it's it's it really makes me uncomfortable but i had to do it because i knew that i was missing pieces of the puzzle cuz i wanted to syndicate and i didn't have the track record so i had to leverage off of my business partner his name is Chad Zadenic i think he you also interview him at some point
0: uh, uh-huh. rocket
1: scientist. So I met him at, at a networking event. And that's when I realized, wow, like when you actually put yourself out there, when you invest in yourself, when you, you know, um, spend money to join mastermind groups, it does help a lot. And you don't see it that the same year or the same month that you joined, but down the road, a year, three years, five years down the road, you'll see how it pays dividends in the long run. Because <clears throat> if you're in the real estate business, Everybody knows relationship is the key to your to the success. So yeah. you have to constantly put yourself out there, show face, show that show the world that you're in this uh, and you're serious about this and you want to build a business. I think that's it's very important to 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 network. And 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 that was also uh the time where I kind of learned, okay, so you're you hear this term your network is your net worth it's 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 very true because the 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 more you're able to expand your sphere of influence the more connected you are the easier it is
0: for you to get things done that's that's all it is to help you compress time frame right so when and the more i talk and more i network and it, it's like re, it's like what you're saying relationships are key networking is key sometimes not even like a fantastic you know ivy league education can get you the same things as knowing the right people and the connections and that's a that's a skill so um that the more i you know live in is is this you know the world works through relationships so um very interesting conversation how can people contact you check out formosa investing reach out to you on social media and you know look into your work
1: yeah they can uh, visit my website formosainvesting.com And they can also uh, connect me through social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram at Formosa Investing.
0: Yeah. And for all the audience out there, let's thank uh, Jim for coming on to the show. Really fascinating, you know, and a lot of camaraderie. All of his resources will be in links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dr. Lu.